This is Mindful Medicine with Dr. Holly Lucille on Radio MD. Radio MD. Here's Melanie Cole. Are you someone who's consumed with worry? Do people call you a worry wart? Well, that would be me. And so today we are going to let you listen in on my therapy with Dr. Holly Lucille as she tells me and all of you listening how not to worry so much. So first, Dr. Holly, why do we worry? Does it do any good? And what bad things is it doing to us? (laughs) Oh, boy. These are small segments there, Melanie. Um, That's a lot. But, um, you know, I think Everybody worries for a different reason, but I honestly think it's a little bit of a distraction. You know, I think it's something that you can obsess about to take you away from some of the deeper feelings that people have. I think we have short fuses sometimes when it comes to uh, tolerating some of our deeper emotions, whether it be sadness, whether it be fear, whether it be all of those things. And I think worry is something that you can kind of like ruminate about, if you will, to keep you away from actually experiencing those feelings. So it's one of those things where it's like, does it do any good? Probably not, and it probably does a little bit more harm. Um, and so, you know, I stumbled upon this article about scientifically proven ways to stop worrying, and I love that because, you know, a lot of times as a naturopathic doctor, as a health and wellness expert, people are like, well, it's not evidence-based. It's not evidence-based. Well, first of all, if I do it and it works, that's evidence to me, okay? <laughs> Period. I don't need uh, 100 citations for it to be evidence-based. But this is kind of a fun article because there is some science behind it. How about that? Wow. So there is. And I know there's a lot of science behind the physiological changes and the cortisol levels and things that happen when we're stressed Absolutely. and when we worry all the time. Yep. And that worry can actually take over your life. But the difference between worry and outright anxiety disorder are two different things. And we're not talking about anxiety disorder. We can do that therapy another day. But just strictly worry. Yep. And worrying about events, things, bad things happening, the ball dropping, the shoe dropping, whatever it is, financial, <laughs> these things just invade our heads, especially women. Yeah, they do. And you know what we need to do is we need to grab some habits that, that can help keep our stress levels lower, grow our tolerance, our fuse, I would say, um, and kind of knock that off. But here's the word that I think is the functional part of that sentence that I just said, it's habit. And, you know, we all have habits, so I say let's make them some good ones. And habits like anything else, here's the key, Melanie, take practice, okay, practice. It's habits. You know, you can say, oh, you know, like my first one, write down what you're grateful for. Well, if you do that for two days <laughs> and then you never do it again, it's not a habit. <laughs> so, you know, there's been That's some right. research that proves that simply writing down who you are grateful for triggers these positive health benefits. You know, this is a, an assistant professor of psychology at California State University. Um, and so, that, you know, uh, Dr. Bono said, when you are feeling anxious or worrisome, think about who you're grateful for. And you can actually manage stress better, have happier days, and even experience less physical pain by this habit. But guess what? It's got to be a habit, okay? It can't be a sprinter with habits, run fast, short distances. This is the marathon race when we're thinking about changing big things like worry. That's really important. So we have to just, we have to get those habits going and write down what you're grateful for. What else can we do? You know, one of the things, that, uh, this is our little segment called Mindful Medicine, is practice mindful meditation. You know, even five minutes has been shown, actually, to... Like, even if you have a mantra, you know, just a repeated favorite phrase that you can focus on instead of 
worrying. Uh, it has been proven that you can actually improve anxiety, eliminate stress, and improve eating and sleeping habits. So meditation doesn't need to be forever. Doesn't need you know to be something that you're like, oh god, I got to meditate. Anything like that. Five minutes of something like I am completely full, I completely taken care of, and this day is unfolding perfectly. Anything, just you can make it up, whatever resonates with you. Write it down and just say it over and over again. Five minutes, Melanie, five minutes. Yeah, see, my problem is when I do that, then I think I'm giving it a jinx, and then I think I'm really um, saying, well, this day is going great, so then something else bad is going to happen. I know, I'm I'm nuts, though. Okay, so what about worry time? Planning worry time, because this is something I see on your list that I do. I write my worries down. I write them down on a list. I plan for when I'm going to sit there and worry, and then I try not to let it affect me the rest of the day. Yeah, I think it's really important. I know it sounds really weird, but you can designate worry time. Um, this was, uh, don't do you it can. for longer than 30 minutes. This was, this says a clinical psychologist, um, uh, Dr. Kekamonovic, I believe. Whenever worries show up during the rest of the day, put those thoughts on a shell, she says, to be returned to during the worry time. So it's great. So if you think about it, and if you're ruminating, and you have thoughts throughout the day, worry, 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 worry this, worry that. If you designate a worry time where you can actually go maybe journal and think about all these things, just kind of put them on a shelf, and it's like, all right, I'm going to come back to that, and we will definitely uh, take them up. But it can stop you from ruminating throughout the day, and it can also help reduce stress and anxiety symptoms. And focusing on others, that's a great one. So we've talked about writing down what you're grateful for, practicing mindfulness, planning out your worry time, and what about focusing on others? Yeah, focusing on others is really important. Sometimes we get very myopic, I think, in sort of just like, oh, just all about me, all about me, all about me, all about me. But doing something for others, such as volunteering, can help completely lower stress, help you feel more connected to the world, and even lowering your blood pressure. This is what the studies say. Yeah, see, my problem is that my worry doesn't revolve around myself. It revolves around others. So when I'm worrying, I'm mostly worried about those others that I'm supposed to be focusing on. So that's a problem for me. Sleep, how important is that for our worry factor? Honestly, when you think about sleep and, and, and growing that fuse that I was talking about, it's, it's probably the best medicine. Seriously. One study even found that people who slept for 4.5 hours each night for just one week reported feeling more stress, anger, and sadness which demonstrates the effects of even short-term sleep deprivation. So that, I mean, for me, I got to tell you, turning 50 this month, nine hours is my magic. And I, I used to be a person, Melanie, that kind of took that whole sleep thing for granted <laughs> for a long, long time. But when I get nine hours, that fused for me, I can handle more. My stress resistance is, is, is better. And so it's not like, absolutely, you know, yeah. And then exercise is the last one. Very, very important. And your immune system and exercise is the last one. So tell us about that, because that is my, you know, you say mantra and all of that. That is my best tool for, for worry, is that I get on yeah, my treadmill, the, watch The Good Wife, and I don't worry for that hour. Yeah, well, seriously, working out obviously does your body a great deal of good, but it can also help relieve your mind. And this is a Harvard Health study that was done. Exercise has been shown to reduce the amount of stress hormones in the body, 
frequent exercise has been found to reduce long-term anxiety and depression. You know, sometimes when people are anxious and they're worrying and they feel tired, the best thing you can do is just put one foot in front of the other and get outside and take yourself just for a walk. That's all you need, just a walk. And it can, it can change the physiology of your brain. The way that we actually burn off our stress hormones, right, because we're fighting or flighting, um, but we're not if we're just sitting in front of the computer reading a nasty email and or trying to, you know, balance our checkbook, is to move. That's what they were designed for, to get us out of trouble, to make us move. So the way to feel calmer, you've got to keep consistently moving every single day. And that is such great advice. So if you are somebody like me who worries, Dr. Holly says you need to write down what you're grateful for and don't just do it once or twice. Do it every single day. Make it a habit. Practice mindfulness. Do these things with thought and prepare for them. Get your exercise. You have to get your exercise. Plan out your worry time so that it's just 30 minutes a day and then you can go about your day without worrying. Write it down. Do what you got to do. Focusing on others that gratitude again, helping others always helps you to get over some of that and getting some good sleep is always so important. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks for listening. I love when we have Dr. Holly on. It's great information. Share it with your friends. Put it on Facebook and Twitter and all that. We'll all learn together. Thanks so much and stay well. Well, we're all done worrying now because the show is over and it was a great one today. Thanks so much for being with us and stay well.